Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. It's Jackie Cation and it's May. I will tell you that May, I'm all over the place. I am in Boston doing the Women in Comedy Festival, uh, the weekend of the 8th, May 8th. I am working all over Los Angeles doing various headlining sets for Andre Belikov, uh, who I don't know very well, but has booked me in things like Golita. So you can check my schedule on, on my website. I'm in Scottsdale at Stand Up Scottsdale the weekend of the 23rd and 24th. And I'm in Tacoma, Washington outside, uh, Seattle in its own city called Tacoma, Washington. The last weekend of May and then the first weekend of June, I'm doing Anime Con again, uh, Acon in Dallas. Live Dork Forests, stand-up comedy. That's right. JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. Those are the websites. Mike Rickberg just sang that song he composed with his girlfriend, Sarah Cohen, and he will sing uh, the Mexican hat dance at the end of the show. Patrick Brady will fix this audio. And then Vilmos just updated my website, JackieCation.com, with some new headshots and stuff for, for people and a really great picture of me and Tiberius that the headshot guy took. Um, also on my website, there's plenty of merch. Dork Forest t-shirts, the new CD, the new DVD. This will make an excellent horcrux. So... Go for it. There's also a link on there to the $5 download of the DVD show if you just want to download it and watch it that way. The DVD has a bonus, one bonus track, and that's exciting. You could also just donate. Donate to the show if you are enjoying The Dork Forest. $8.33 a month is $100 a year, which is what I was hoping from each and every ranger. 100 bucks a year, 833 a month. I haven't made it easy. You're going to have to remember to do it. $8 in there, but there's a donation button on dorkforest.com, tdf.libson.com and jackiecation.com. There's turns out there's donation buttons around. This month's episode is sponsored by my sister and there is an ad. She's a helper magoo. She's a financial advisor with RBC Dane Rauscher and she's a good egg. So if you are looking for financial advice, I would recommend that you get in touch with my sister, Daryl Location, and you can hear her ad now. Thanks a lot for tuning in. At RBC Wealth Management, social responsibility starts at the top. As a part of the Royal Bank of Canada, RBC has been recognized among the world's financial, social, and environmental corporate leaders. Our sense of responsibility extends to our reputation for putting clients' interests first. My personal commitment is to help you achieve your financial goals, by also considering sustainable and responsible investing strategies. To learn more, visit www.darlacashian.com. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE FINRA SIPC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Women in Comedy Festival, Boston, Massachusetts. I know. I know. It's good times. It's good times. Here we are. It's exciting. That was, of course, Mike Rickberg. Mike Rickberg, uh, composed and sang that song. And, uh, and he'll sing again at the end. But I have handed out for this very special live, uh, we can all sing the Mexican hat dance at the end, a cappella. 
And I, uh, and I got, I got an okay from, uh, from, from Mike Rickberg that we can all do that. You can go to MikeRickberg.com and see his other musical works, uh, cause that he wrote just for me cause he's hilarious. Anyway, Patrick Brady's gonna fix this audio and, uh, Vilmos does my website, which is JackieCation.com. This is downloadable on iTunes. It's also on DorkForest.com on AllThingsComedy.com. So let's start, let, let us begin here on whatever day it is in May, May 10th or 11th. That's sure. about right. It's a Saturday, uh, whatever that would be. And uh, sitting with me are the lovely and talented Julie Klosner. Welcome Hi, to the program. thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Julie Klosner, you might know her from the Twitter. Uh, I That's where I found out about her. And then I saw that you had a book, so I bought that book on Amazon through the banner at Jackie Cation. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's called uh, I Don't Care About Your Band. Yeah. And it was very funny, collection of essays, uh, uh, personal stories, very funny stuff. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah. It was, um, so julieklausner.com, clearly, yep. right? Yeah. You were hilarious. You talk out of your joke hole. And, uh, and, and you, my and, mouth. Yes. Oh, okay. And, That's uh, not what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just call it your mouth? Cause you're a, an adult lady. <laughs> I, something else they call my joke hole. <laughs> <laughs> or, or J hole for short. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You made it ethnic. Okay. So, um, no, my name is Julie. No, I know. All of my <laughs> holes are J holes. All of them are J holes. Yeah. My name is Jackie. Yes. Yeah. I like that. We have the same initials. Oh, right, JK. Which is one of those things where, you know, when you're a comic and people say, oh, JK, like, just kidding. I know. The weirdest thing about that is that I didn't know that JK stood for just kidding until about seven years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's, 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 it's recent for people with those initials, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Other co- female comics, JK, Jen Kirkman. Jesse, Jen Kirkman. Jesse Klein. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, uh, Jennifer Kurson. Who's is that? Is that correct? I don't know who that is. Is that right? What do we, um, Jessica oh, Jessica Kirsten. No, Thank that's you very a great. Much. Yeah, absolutely. I know Jessica Exactly. Kirsten. Yeah. There we so go. So we do a, a tour. Yeah, we could all just JK it out. Right. And there could be a Come. weird freak show theme. Called Just Kidding. Just Kidding. And then, <laughs> and then there's no tour at all. Uh, and then we would all just cut ourselves. Because <laughs> we're sleepy. And we don't feel like doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I asked you uh, what your dorkdom was. Yeah. And uh, your New York comic. I am. And, uh, um, so, um, and you said... You rattled off like a litany, and they, the thing all they had in common were big personalities. Yeah, and uh, so it was like it was Broadway. Yeah, yeah. You live in New York City, so I you do. get to see a lot of shows. I, I like theater a lot. I grew up with theater and been a musical theater musical for theater. quite some time. Yeah, I just saw that Six by Sondheim documentary. Oh, we talk about that. Yes, he wasn't in a relationship until he was how old? 65 Sixty five or something. Beacon or of 60? Hope. Stephen the, Sondheim. Yeah, Beacon of Hope. First time that yeah. uh, that that Stephen Sondheim had ever been in a committed relationship. He's got like. There's so many fascinating things about him personally, in addition to artistically. You want to know what his processes, but you're also like, why, you know, what's his relationship like with his mother that was so terrible that he found, you know, uh, what the, the Hammerstein, like, mm-hmm. he, he found, uh, what is that called? Oh, right, he was hanging out with him. Hanging out uh, with Hammerstein, Oscar looking Hammerstein for another, family. you know, sort of parent. And, yeah. And he's, he, I, I love that documentary. I could talk about that. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's only an hour and a half. <laughs> See, the thing is, I don't know anything about Sondheim. I, did he do Gigi? No. Okay. No. 
No, no, Next. he did not do. He did not do Gigi. There was a clip of it in the documentary, and I was like, "Oh, I've seen that one." Oh, was there? Yeah. Uh, Gigi, maybe he, for maybe those who don't know, is completely a perverted, terrible, like creepy. Oh, it's, it's worse cr- than Lolita. I loved it as a child. Me too. And which then you grow so up weird. and you look back, and you're like, "Oh no, this is about a man who tutors a little girl and waits for her to get old enough so he can fuck her." Right, right. It's, it's very much. She's being raised by her aunt and, and her mother, who are courtesans, uh-huh. and uh, to be a courtesan, and then he's just hanging out. He's 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 not. He's just hanging out. But then he's like, no, no, this is gonna be great. Yeah. And then in the third act, he has this song where he's. It's called Gigi, and he's just like Gigi. Like, what happened? You became a woman, and now I like want to have sex with you. Right. Because I'm 30, and you're still 16. Yeah. And yeah. And that was like the big moment. And the and then you look back, and you're like, no, no, that's terrible. Not cool, brother. Yeah. You want to (laughs) just. But I. Yeah. I loved it so much. I love that you didn't know anything about Sondheim, and you you saw it, and because I actually heard that again from someone else who, who didn't really know anything about him and they were really fascinated by um he's just a very particular kind of genius honestly he's like watching a documentary about picasso and not knowing anything about picasso right right you're yeah. like what did he do with the nose why over there and uh <laughs> yeah and then you find out that picasso could he, draw regular right. like he a, knew like where the nose went Yep. And he put the nose where it needed to go. On purpose. And then he undid it so he could put the nose different places. I know. And he was, he was, that was crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah, musicals, uh, musical theater. And then, uh, did have, you like the regular hammers? Do you like the, 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 no, I'm not, that, uh, first of all, thank you for that question. That's yeah. such a good question. I love, I love talking about that. Um, I'm not an Oscars, not an Oscar Hammerstein, Hammerstein uh, Rogers and Hammerstein or Rogers and yeah. Hart person. I, I really like, you know, musical theater that comes a little bit later. Did you, is it because you think you were introduced later to it all? Possibly, but also because by the time I did sort of discuss, it's like the, it's, it's sort of growing up uh, with rock and roll and then learning about things that came before rock and roll and just sort of thinking they're, they're, they're cheesy or corn, like okay. Oklahoma and yeah. South Pacific. I just never connected to them as okay. a kid. And then certainly now. Wizard of Oz? Wizard of Oz is great, but the Wizard of Oz is also one of those like movie musicals, not a stage musical. So that's kind of, it's in its own like right, weird, right. weird realm. Right. Cause I, I was raised with all of the, you know, like I love guys and dolls yes. and I loved yes. all of that stuff because that's what my mom loved. That's yeah. what my stepmom loved. And so I, that's what I got into. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I didn't. And so then when I was dragged to see Phantom of the Opera, oh, I was like, what's going I'm sorry. on? I'm sorry. What's going on? Why is this, loss. why is this person still yeah. talking? Yeah. Well, Phantom of the Opera is part of, um, uh, well, a yeah. different genre entirely. Here's kind the, of, here's right? the genre. It's responsible. One man is responsible for it. His name is Cameron McIntosh. Well, Cameron McIntosh is the producer of, um, Cats, Miss Saigon, Phantom of the Opera. He basically introduced, and those are different composers, by the right. way. Those aren't all Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. He is someone who brought that giant kind of event style, um, yes. musical from, and uh, some people love those. Right. And I don't mean to shit on those people, but I mean, I just, I don't genuinely get right. it. No, no, it's so a spectacle. I'll, it's like, I'll get that dork on next you're time. You're a tourist and you are in New York City, which is already expensive and you're going to pay a lot of money to see something you want to see a chandelier drop. You want to see a helicopter <laughs> land on stage. You want to, you know, see, see, uh, it, it was cats. There was a giant boot that like fell on the, the stage and that was like a, you know, it was worth the money. Who wrote Flower Drum Song? Because I remember Flower Drum Song. That was more of a 50s, 60s kind of thing, Anybody know? Is that Rogers and Hart? Or uh, Rogers and Hammerstein? Anyone got a Flower Drum Song? Can somebody Google? I wish there was some sort of device. Yeah. Can somebody Google so I don't feel feel. Yeah, but it could be. But that was... 
It was very racist. Very racist. But the weird thing is, is I always thought of it as uh, the precursor to Miss Saigon because uh-huh. uh, Miss Saigon, not that racially sensitive. No, not at all. No, no, it was, but it was like the, uh, the love story. Who wrote it? It was it Hammerstein. Was yeah. Okay. And that was, uh, I enjoy being a girl. Right. Was from- right. But South Pacific, that has that great song about, mm-hmm. about you got to be carefully taught. That's one of my Happy favorite. Talk? No, no. Which carefully one? taught. It's, oh, uh, carefully the, taught, sure. Yeah, that's the beautiful one that's about racism. Or, that's or South King Pacific. and I. No, no, that's South that Pacific. is South Pacific. I never did see the end of King and I because I understand he, he dies at the end. You don't need to see the end. Of, you don't need to see the end of King and I to get the gist of King and I. There's nothing you're missing, like by not seeing the second it's half. It's true. Of King and I. I didn't. No, yeah, you're was, good. You're yeah, good. I came. I was babysitting. I came home from babysitting, and my I said, "Oh, the King and I is on." And Nancy goes, "My stepmom." She yeah. goes, uh, "Oh, you know, oh, did he die yet?" And I was like, "What? Oh, Nancy, I know it." I know she but ruined that was uh, also part of the great Citizen tradition Kane of casting well. Caucasian actors to play ethnic <laughs> roles. And like um, in Bye Bye Birdie, they got Janet Lee to play uh, the role that Cheetah Rivera made famous. Who was oh. literally like referred to in the script as a Latin American <laughs> character. It's like, oh, I wonder if we can't find any Hispanic people yeah, in no, like 1966. Yeah, really? Especially anywhere. Let's, no, let's get Janet Lee to dye her hair black. <laughs> it was terrible. I know. I think it was um, Charlton Heston. Didn't he play... Um, Caesar oh. Sh- not Caesar Chavez, but he played. <laughs> <laughs> he played somebody. Che Guevara. Che Guevara. Well, Mandy Patinkin played Che Guevara on right. stage, which is the funniest thing in the world because that was before people started wearing T-shirts with Che Guevara on them. Right. Yeah, and I always said it. Would, I would love to have a T-shirt with Mandy Patinkin as Che Guevara <laughs> on it. And approximately five gay men would smile at me while I walked around, and that was it. That would be it, as opposed to the seven or eight that usually do. Right. <laughs> Just in general. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, look, she's she's put together. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like the color. I oh, like that. It's you. a very cute dress. Thanks. Uh, so here's the thing about Son. So have you seen all of Sondheim's work? I've seen. I, I'm familiar it. with with it. I'm familiar with his oeuvre. Okay. But then I have a, a couple of favorites that I've seen over and over and really, really love. Which are? The Sunday in the Park with George, uh, Company. Okay. And, um, what's the, what's Company? the third one? Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah. Okay. Those are like my three oh, Sondheim. Sweeney. Yeah. He did Sweeney. I've seen Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd is, um, so awesome. And, and I, there's a rumor that, that's unsubstantiated, but it's like, uh, you know, scuttlebutt that he wrote the entire first act in one sitting high on cocaine. Oh, weird. And this is a tremendous advertisement for cocaine. <laughs> but <laughs> get out there, people with disposable income. Get yeah, out exactly. There. With a lot of it. But when you go back and you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, this is, cu-. there is a lot of momentum. And then the second <laughs> act, there's like a bunch of different tangents where like, oh, let's go to the insane asylum and find hair for wigs. And you're like, you weren't high now. Like, <laughs> this is you like grasping at straws. The first one was just like, and then he's back at the barbershop and then he's at the, you know, it was just right, right. very, very, very like. Did you see in, uh, I saw Into the Woods with oh, Bernadette Peters yeah. in a video. And yeah, that yeah. was neat. That yeah. Was, yeah, that They're was doing great. the movie, uh, Meryl Streep is in it and. Some um, of the great, he's has, I mean, he has some of the greatest lines. Prince Charming says, I'm charming. Mm-hmm. I'm not sincere. Yeah, yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. It's like, I never said I was sincere. I'm charming yeah. or something. It he was thinks just, about stuff, which is different yeah. than a lot of people who wrote musicals were like, da 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 Where's lunch? Right, right. I, uh, I have recently been talking a lot about chess. 
uh, which is uh, one sure. of the one of the great topics you want to do as a musical is uh, the, the, the the gripping world of chess yeah. competition yeah. of anything of anything that could be more you know theatric uh, right. dramatized. No Who who's gonna win? Well, when, how long will they sit wins. here and stare? You know, wins is Abba as always. Abba wins because they and he, we all win when Abba he, wins. He wrote the uh, score to chess, which is why it's so fucking weird. It's like Bangkok, Oriental City, like right. just like nothing you've ever heard before and it, yeah. early, early 80s just like explosions in your ears and it's fascinating it, right yeah it is kind of fascinating yeah. and then and then there was um mama did they write mama mia too well mama mia was one of the first jukebox musicals and jukebox musicals came about around oh. the late 90s as yeah. a way to just put the songs that people already know on stage and it was almost like a writing exercise you're like all right oh, take everything yes, joel ever yes. wrote and make a story about that's it. that's right they did yeah. one for him they did, did they ever do mm-hmm. it i always wanted to do one for air supply but mm-hmm. nobody uh <laughs> it was just like the the the, the keening i think the keening would have really killed that us been all not only great but very cheap i bet you would have gotten <laughs> their whole catalog for, for just for, pennies on the dollar yes no there was a beach boys one that failed um uh Billy there, joel for so sure. many uh, yeah, the Twyla Tharp choreographed and it's, it's a, it's its own genre. The Jersey Boys is a jukebox. Okay. Yep. So is, are there new ones? Like who's writing them now? Everybody because nobody wants to spend that much money on a ticket to something that they don't really either know the story already or they don't know the songs. Oh, okay. Because there's, and it's kind of a glut of, you know, lack Things. of originality to some extent, but at the same time, you understand because oh, they have to that fill the rooms. Is that what they're so doing? So much money. You know how much it costs to see a show on Broadway? It's like at least you know two hundred bucks, and oh, you really? have a family that you're visiting, and that's it's insane. It's thousands expensive. of dollars. Yeah, so you do want to see like they just put Aladdin up on stage. You know, they okay. just they they keep redoing movies and stories that people know. Okay, and and what about uh, then the movement to ice? Yes. Yes, yes. That's the height. That's the height of theater. Because it's the next thing, isn't it? Like it's a musical. Everybody wants to be on ice. Yeah, it's it's true. And it's always a Disney thing. They move it to ice eventually. Sondheim on ice does not work. (laughs) Sondheim on cocaine works beautifully. Right, right. That's just... So what are your favorite musicals? Um, Well, those three, those those those, Sondheims are are really very, very, you know... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's one... Company? What is that one? Company is about a single guy who's about to turn 30 and he is in sort of this crisis about whether or not he should settle down and he looks around and all of his friends are married and he's still single and he kind of is dealing with this lack of uh, commitment oh. that he wants to in the documentary would they have said that the, would he have said that that's the one about being married yes okay yes. and that's the one that has um Here's to the ladies who lunch that one. The okay. Lane sayings and okay. yeah, but it's, it's very much about, you know, what, what, why settle down. Okay. And a lot of it has to do with company. You know, you just yeah. want company when you're getting older <laughs> and it's not necessarily about sex or passion or drama. Right. And then it's, he waited another 30 years to meet a nice young man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, there are, there are theories that the lead character Bobby in that show is gay and they are doing a gay version of company, which is everyone likes to joke is redundant, but they are doing a version in which Bobby is gay period. The end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> it's, um, but growing up, I liked, you know, I was, I was a little kid in the eighties. So what does that mean? Cats? It means Annie. Oh, right. It means, you know, like Did, my was grandmother Annie written in the eighties. A- Annie was written in the seventies, but it really became successful in the late seventies, early eighties. And then when I was a little kid, the movie came out. 
out and oh, that right. was huge and you're like a redheaded little kid and yep. it was just really, really appealing to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're doing a new one. They're mm-hmm. doing a new one. They are doing a new one, yep. uh, which looks unspeakably horrible. That they, they cast, um, Cameron Diaz to play Miss Hannigan. Like, think about that. Uh, or don't. Don't think about it. Don't think about don't it. Don't think about it. You'll I start have... tearing your clothes. It's like that one, that guy who took bath salts and bit up the guy's face. Like, he, he wasn't on bath salts. He just heard that Cameron Diaz was playing Miss Hannigan. It's like, I have a really hard time with Cameron Every, Diaz. Everybody does. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. It's not just me. No. She was the best thing in the worst movie I ever saw. Which one? The Counselor. I didn't was see The Counselor. The worst with the greatest cast who, ever. Who, what was that movie? Um, it was essentially, it was written by the, the guy who won the Pulitzer, who wrote The Road. Okay. Who, Cormac McCarthy? Yeah, Cormac okay. McCarthy wrote this, it was the first script he wrote so it was after like a drama Fargo. that she And ruined? it was a mess. No, she was the best thing about it, and she was a mess in it. And everyone was in it, uh, like, um, uh, it was, like the cast actors. was a, yeah, the most of Brad Pitt was in it. Oh, really? And, uh, it was, it was a cast of the who's who of Hollywood. And she was the best. And she was the it. best it's part of it. But there was a scene where she is supposedly making love to a, the windshield of a hot car. What? Yeah. And essentially the greatest line in the movie was it was like looking at a sea anemone, uh, doing, <laughs> uh, yeah, just pressed against the windshield of a car. And, um, that was the best line in it, but it was essentially like Cormac McCarthy's yeah. left testicle writing yeah. To his right testicle. <laughs> it was the worst fucking thing I've ever seen Who played in the, my life. What was the counselor? Javier. Referred, oh, Javier Bardem? Yes. What, and it what was, a, was he, the counselor. That was, he was the counselor. There were, no, it was, uh, so Google, please Google, uh, the counselor. Who's the Googler in this audience? It's that nice lady. Nice lady over there. There we She's go. The well played. And, uh, yeah, it was one of the, f- it was foul. Uh-huh. Uh, it was, uh, it was horrible. It did was you last through the whole thing or did you walk out of the theater? Did you see it at home? No, I had to watch it for Al Jackson's podcast. Oh, it was it an assignment. Was, okay. It was an assignment. And I had yeah. to watch it online so I couldn't fast forward. Oh no. It was one of my, it was a, it, it was a, it was a terrible day. Uh, <laughs> so IMDB the counselor please and please read me, uh, who the stars are. Michael oh, Fassbender. That's it. Very attractive. He was the lead, and there was a uh, the first scene had uh, I th- not Cameron Diaz, who Penelope oh, Cruz and Michael Fassbender. Person. I would like to watch all these people have sex. Right. Well, and you get to, except for that, it is not interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, except for the windshield wiper. Uh, the windshield oh, I mean wiper. The windshield, thing. not the wipers. I mean, she's the wiper. I guess. Swack, 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 swack. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender <laughs> and Penelope Cruz are doing it underneath a sheet for. Far too long. Yeah. Uh, as the opening scene. Under a sheet. I know it. I know it. I get would the like camera to see that under there. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's fucking let's, let's get see. under the sheet. That guy is doing some sit-ups. Let's check that out. <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah. So it was Penelope Cruz, Cameron Diaz, Michael Fassbender, Javier Bardem. Okay. I don't know who Natalie Dwarmer I'm un- is. I'm uncertain about Natalie's career, but uh, it was, and she's on Game of Thrones. Pretty girl. Pretty girl. So we want to watch her have sex too. A lot of good looking people. Right. Uh, and it was terrible. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was genuinely spare yourselves. I have a very disturbing fact about Cameron Diaz. Well, it's, it's related to Cameron Diaz, but it's not about her. It's about okay. this character. She would prefer that. <laughs> you don't know that you don't know where this oh, is God. going, Jackie. <laughs> this is the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. Jones. This is so upsetting. So I don't know how many of you follow, you know, New York tabloids, but there's this tabloid character I'm obsessed with that the New York Post covers constantly. His name is the Cannibal Cop. Have you guys heard of the Cannibal the Cop? The Cannibal Cop. Don't applaud. <laughs> that is like the, the least 
appropriate. No, I know it's good that you know who he is, but it's just funny that he got his own hand. And like, <laughs> Philadelphia. You're like, yeah, it's like different. Right. Um, so there's a, there was a, a, a New York City policeman who got arrested, um, uh, because his wife found this, like, his internet search history is going on these, like, psychosexual message boards and talking about how he planned to kidnap. Oh, coffee's here. Yeah. Thank the you. Cannibal cop. Thank you. We're, we're, this is we'll just get back in time. To we'll get right back to perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank Molly. Who's Molly? Um, who clearly went and got the coffee. Oh, yeah. I thought it was like, God, what a fucking idiot spelled my name wrong. <laughs> Julie. Well, don't you love it when people on Twitter or Facebook, like, or Instagram show a photo of like, their names being spelled crazy and they're like, can you believe it? They spelled my name incorrectly. It's like fucking white people. <laughs> you should be so lucky that you have $5 for a cup of coffee piece of shit. That like, that that person doesn't know how like Kinsey is spelled is oh the worst God. part of your day. Like, fuck you. Try to get a job somewhere, you know? Like, you know, a, 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 a friend of mine named her kid Maraid, and she's a very nice Fine. kid, but her name is Maraid, and I always call her Mwadib, which, is, uh, which is from Dune. <laughs> oh, it is. And, uh, <laughs> that's funny. All right. So there's a cannibal, the cannibal cop. The cannibal cop, his name is Gilberto Valle, and I'm obsessed with the case because basically he never, he never killed and ate anybody. So he's, he's not a, he's not a successful cannibal. And he was a less successful cop because he kept a record of everything he, and it was all just like these dirty fantasies about how like, oh, thank you, Jackie. Um, how he wanted to like kidnap a lady and like cut her up and, you know, fucking fricassee her oh, weird. and like eat her. And yeah, it was all just like this, this stuff that no one should, um, you know, <laughs> like use right. the internet That's an inside to your head. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they found all these images. Images on his computer, and then they, uh, what is that called when they cross examine you? Or not a cross exam, but like, because he wasn't Debrief. in court. Yeah, they debriefed him and deposition. It, he admitted that the, like, what started off his, uh, you know, obsession was he was obsessed with the movie The Mask. And, and he Which, said he used to watch it and he got very excited. I always during, get the mask and mask mixed up. Share no, or the, the other one? The, First of all, Jim, both of those movies are equally disturbing to be sexually excited it's by. It's true. But no, the, the mask with Jim Carrey oh, and our one. friend Cameron Diaz oh, when right. he was going around and he would go smoking and he would oh, also right. say, somebody stop me. And you were like, what the fuck am I watching? But it was the nineties. It was the nineties. Right. So What's like, the 411 on that? No, so what happened was he said, yeah, what was the 411 on that? So the cannibal cop said there was a scene in the mask in which Cameron Diaz was tied up. And Jim Carrey, uh, like, he was, she was tied to a bomb, and then, like, he took the bomb, and he ate it. And oh, then right. he, like, and he burped a little bit of smoke. And, um, and I got, remember the hilarity of that scene. Yeah, it was yes. so funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he said when he saw that, that really turned him on, and that was what got him into fantasizing about um, eating women. So being I'm not saying up. the story tracks. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that, and then, and so, and I love Gothamist. It's one of my favorite websites because they post all the, the, you know, the, the trashiest tabloid stories from New York. And what website is that? It's gothamist.com. And so okay. they, they follow, if you, you know, the, their, uh, cannibal cop tag is okay. like, I mean, that is, that is an essentialist <laughs> version of this story. So they actually, God bless them, watched the movie and pulled that very clip to have it embedded next to the story. <laughs> and you watch the clip and you're like, now I'm never going to 
asleep at night. <laughs> now, the, for some reason, this is now the most disturbing thing in the world. This is a fun fact that I like to share whenever something is, it's a, uh, it's sort of a nicer thing. Barry Manilow's safe word is <laughs> apricot. Stop it. <laughs> Are you, is yeah. this a bit? No. How do you know that? Somebody told me. Somebody told me in Vegas <laughs> that Barry Manilow's uh, safe word was Africa. Not that. I'm not, and I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying pass it on. <laughs> so if I go to one of his shows and he's, and he's like, good evening, I'm like, Africa, Africa. Like he won't play any music. <laughs> is you that know, the like, idea? No, really, it softens him up. Yeah. He'll just. Because he can't get hurt. He'll lose his erection immediately. Yeah, he'll lose his erection if you yell the word apricot. Oh God, that's crazy. That is, uh, I don't know that, that <laughs> that's just a fun fact that someone told me. The other thing that so they found on his computer, sorry, I'm just going back to the cannibal cop for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they found like these, um, these, so I, I'm really interested in like, like really like some like weirdos, like weirdos who have weird things and a lot of it has like to do killer with, weirdos or yeah, any, both. any any kind okay. of like psychological deviance. I'm always sort of fascinated by <laughs> because people are so fucking boring and it's always the same thing. All that it's like, Oh wow. You know, weather could be worse, you know? So um, <laughs> at least you don't have to shovel it. Yeah, exactly. So, wait, so there, so anyway, they found these, illust- they found these drawings, his version of porn, is like a lady, like a photograph of a lady photoshopped to be on a spit, like over a fire, you know? Oh, wow. And then there was a drawing because it's, it's not, I don't know if the same thing goes with child pornography. Like if you draw it, it's not, but I, I bet it is. I bet it still is. If you Wait, draw is there a rule like a, if you draw it? I, I, I think. I don't think it's, it's called a rule. It, exactly. But, uh, yeah, it's a guideline. No, I think it's a suggestion about either, child pornography. Either way, it's in ideal to have on your computer. <laughs> but he did have a drawing of a lady with like, okay, this is so upsetting and, and gross, but hopefully because I'm saying it out loud, it'll be funny and we'll all be okay sure. with it or at least just less disturbed. So there was a drawing of a guy putting like a naked lady in a, like a, like one of those Bugs Bunny stew pots and she oh, okay. had a carrot in her pussy. And they were like, and there was like word bubbles where she was like, oh, I can't wait to like, as soon as like I die, then I'm going to come. And you're like, that doesn't make sense. No, no, that's just bad writing. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, I do wonder about, uh, there's just a level of, of pornography where we're yeah. all just like, you're like, what more and more does it take to get yeah. us off? Right. Yeah. And-, and I think the internet is. Well, I mean, it's easier to find whatever is, you know, yeah. like, weirder than like the would weird be rabbit able to... hole that does lead you to these places. But, right? but then you, what you were saying is like, what? At what point do you get there because nothing else works? I have an unsubstantiated theory I have just made up, and I'm going to call it the Watership Down theory. <laughs> uh, in Watership Down, uh, the rabbits must create a new warren because there are too many rabbits. And I don't know if you know this about rabbits, but rabbits will self-abort. If there are too many rabbits, it's a, it's a natural selection they'll, thing. They'll, they'll die or the, they'll kill the, themselves. The lady, lady rabbits uh, will have abortions. Oh, okay. uh, their bodies will, if there's too many they'll rabbits in a warren. They'll shut that whole thing down. They'll shut that. that. It <laughs> turns out women, if they're raped, have a certain skill yeah, where they, they can just rabbits. abort. They become bunnies. No. Uh, what happens is, so if there's too many rabbits, they, they self-abort, but if they do it more than like two to four times or whatever, the, it will kill them. Like the, essentially their body will go, well, this isn't working out. You, and it's, right. it's, it's like an when impetus. you try to enter the wrong password on a website and it's right. like, you got to give up. Exactly. It's right. almost exactly like yeah. that. And it sends, and what it does is it's an impetus to create a new war and it sends the, the rabbits into the world to go, start again, start again, uh-huh. because there's just too many of you here. Uh, mm-hmm. So go forth and procreate. 
or whatever. Now, uh, because of the proliferation of the internet and porn, so much my, porn, so, so much porn, much it's a way porn. that we're not having babies anymore. It's just a way to go. I don't even want to have any babies. Uh-huh. I just want to stick a, re- a carrot, a carrot in somebody's in hole and, and then yeah. boil them alive, and that mm-hmm. then I can jerk off to that, or then I can do right. myself. And uh, so, do you think that that's because there's overpopulation? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, what that's it is. Interesting. That's, that's my theory. That's, that's interesting. So you think Made of like right other, up. okay. Watership right. down. Wow. There's, there's a few steps, but, uh, but <laughs> I'm there. there. No, look, there I'm, might I'm, be some gaps. I can take leaps. I can I'm leap so, over gaps. I, I have a degree in political science. It's parkour. Mental parkour I'm doing. Oh, okay. To get to where you were at. Parkour. Arrived. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I remember what I learned. It's not pond far. No, not very pond far. Um, I did which want, is when, when Spock I, uh, went through. Um, so you are like a nerd. So you are into nerdy stuff, but like have, comic but, books and sci-fi. I like comic and books and sci-fi, but I also like parkour because I'm not made of stone. And who doesn't <laughs> want to see people jumping from one thing to the next? What kind right? of um, YouTube videos do you like? What, what's your like? If you had like a because there are categories, you know, animal videos or people falling right, right. down or stuff that my friends made or music videos. Like, is there a category that's dominant on your YouTube uh, history? No. What do you, what, no. what, what thing that someone sends you will you definitely click on or definitely watch? I don't. Like a cute animal thing or no? Nope. You're not an animal person. I, here's, now, I, I love animals. Uh, I do many bits about how people are out of their goddamn minds about animals, yeah. but I genuinely love animals, but it is not my fault that animals age before humans do. Oh, yeah. And it's very sad. It's and it's very sad. So cruel. And it's very cruel. Yeah. You gotta have four or five cats in your lifespan. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it goes. That's yeah. the way it goes. Yeah. I did not make that rule. I'm yeah. not. Well, that's more. why they have litters, you know. Right. <laughs> right. So <laughs> they have extra ones. Of us. Right. And it turns yeah. out cats are free. But the thing is, is, um, <laughs> But it's true. I, like, you can't go to someone's lawn and just pick a lemon off their tree. But if you take a cat from their lawn, you're like, they're like, thank you. Right? Yeah. We have many cats in our neighborhood. Feel free to try to catch you them. You take though. as many as you can fit in your exactly. car. Exactly. Right. We have feral cats. But, uh, so here's my, th- I, d- there are, there are things that I don't do. And one mm-hmm. of the things I don't do is I don't watch any YouTube videos. Really? It's weird. I don't watch, I watch almost they're not no television. to you or because you, you, I don't are, think of them. You're just, Okay, they're not in your right. I don't, you know, like I have as I don't watch any news. Okay, uh, I have BBC News as my homepage so that I can get a glimpse of oh, what's so you're occurring. Reasonably, you're you're probably better informed than well, yeah, a lot I of skim, other people. I skim and then up. go to Facebook, you know, or go do my chores. Yep. You know, go to the bank or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do. I read a lot of crap. I what read a lot read? of mystery read? novels. I oh, read a lot of great. romance novels. I read a lot of science oh, fiction that's novels. Fantastic. I read a lot of. I don't read a lot of slice of life Oprah novels. No. What do you read? I read uh, serial killer uh, non. Fiction, nonfiction. Not, no, I don't like. Um, if I'm going to read, are fiction, you familiar with Michelle McNamara, Pat Oswalt's yes, wife? I true love Crime Diary. Michelle McNamara. Net. Michelle McNamara Com. is married to Pat Oswalt, but she is such an incredible writer in her own right that I almost wish I hadn't even qualified her as yeah, being the spouse of someone else who's awesome. Right. But she has a website called TrueCrimeDiary.com, and and she's one of those people where you're like, oh, you are going to solve cold cases. Like this is just you are going to solve cases because right. it's just a hobby. But at the same time. She's a beautiful writer yep. and she will go back nine and talk to 11 about hours a day 
Yeah. Wondering and who the Zodiac killer is. Every once in a while, is. call the, you know, and you, and it really is just, it shines such a light on how incompetent detectives are. Right. Because she'll reach out and they'll be like, thanks for the tip. And then she'll go and find out the. Two of the favorite episodes of the Dork Forest is Michelle McNamara. To her, she's, she's on once a year. And yeah. I check in, see if she's caught anyone. Oh, she's, and, she, uh, she's about she's to. Close. She's she close. She is. So close. She's narrowed it down to like three guys and she knows which one it is. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so great talking to her because, you know, most people are like, Oh, how's, you know, how's the kids? And, right. And, and how's your security system? Right, right. Is what I always exactly. ask. Her. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, Cause she said but that they never kill, do they kill the ones that are looking for them or do they just kill like randos? It depends, I guess, on the MO of the guy. I mean, right. I think he'd be, he'd be willing to kill her if he, you think? Yeah, I do. Well, cause she said that Patton was on the, Driving in cars with Jerry yes. Seinfeld yes. show, which I've also never seen. And I've uh, never seen it either. It's supposed to be great. Who cares? Anyway, uh <laughs> to my knowledge, they go and get coffee and then they chat you with know each what? other. It's I'll watch of- I'll watch the episode I'm on. You know what, what? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like, oh, have you heard about this show? And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Am I <laughs> is it my if it shows that while I'm Googling that? myself, I'll fucking watch and make sure I look thin in it. But otherwise I don't give a shit. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> Right. And I, like, I love the idea of podcasts, but I have explained to so many people, cause you have a lovely I can't podcast. Live, I can't what happened this week or this week is something a, like that. Who cares? It's I mean, a, look, it's julieclauser.com. <laughs> yeah, you guys check like it out. It's, it's got fine. a podcast. You know it's what? Great. It's kind of weird cause it's like, I don't have time to do that. Yeah. But I have time to, you know, fucking dick around on Twitter all day, but right. it is, it is, everybody wastes their time in different exactly. ways. Exactly. And, and I have a hard time. The, the, the part of my brain that listens to things only, um, I, I really like listening listening to podcasts, but it, I have to be either cleaning or like there needs to be in, in, especially in New York, it's different cause you're not driving everywhere right. or you're not, you know, trapped in a, I mean, I guess on the subway you can, but sure. often the commutes are too short. I had a woman on the show who was writing fan fiction on mm. her iPod touch that's, on the subway. That's really challenging. That her is fingers the most ambitious, ambitious. Holy crap. She was working it. And, uh, I love that when people who are so like, eager to write, just write all the time. Like that's yeah. so I wish I, cool to me Yeah, because if you write, at, you know, for a living, you, you turn it into work in yeah. your mind. So you're yeah. like, Oh, I don't want to write. But the idea that you're just like, so you're like, what would the Glee characters do? That's fabulous. Uh, they would blow each other. That's what they do. Is, I've never, I've never, I've only seen one episode of Glee. I've, yeah, I've never seen any. They I seem s- very nice. I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show episode. Oh, neat. It was cute. It yeah. was fine. I saw um, the Drew Carey episode where they danced. <laughs> the episode like of the Drew Carey show? Yeah, where they danced. They danced at every show. Didn't they, they have that opening? at least three. Yeah. There were three full-on Cause, musical cause episodes. when someone saw Drew Carey, they said, America wants to watch this man dance around. <laughs> That's what America wants more why than will anything. That guy, why isn't that guy singing all the time? He is so why is he not rich? I know it. He has so much money. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm He holds sure. the prices, Right. Right. I, that's the only writing job I ever had was I'd spent three true? days in his office. He's a very good dude. Is he a nice guy? Yeah, he's a, oh, a very nice good, to hear. He's a good person. Cause he, it's hard to tell what his attitude towards, um, ladies is, I guess. Seems like he's been with a million he's prostitutes. Like, for me, he's the nice version of Bill Maher. <laughs> that's not saying much. That's like saying, that's like saying the sensitive version of Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's speak frankly about yeah. Bill Maher. No, never. Let's not. He, uh, that guy. He's a piece of work. 
That guy like has more in common with like Ed Gein than he does with like Dennis Miller and stuff. Like he's just that's a Wisconsin native, Ed Gein. Ed, Ed, Ed Gein. Yeah, it was sorry, Gein. Gein or Gein? With Gein, and then we got Jeffrey Dahmer. That's who we. Jeffrey Dahmer is Ohio. But he lived in Milwaukee. He did live in Milwaukee when he killed the people. But my so He's my best friend from- is from Akron, the the suburb oh. of Akron where Jeffrey Dahmer grew up, which is called Bath. And there's a fabulous graphic novel that Michelle actually recommended to me called My Friend Dahmer. Oh. And my, oh. my my best friend Nate, who is you know I I I love him more than anything in the world, but he's like kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to true crime stuff, and reasonably so because yeah. he grew up like a block away from Jeffrey Dahmer. Right. And I found this graphic novel, and he's a comic book guy too. So I said, you have to see this. And he flipped through it, and he goes, and there's my high school. <laughs> he's like, oh, good. That's the block where my parents live. Like, because he did research and he drew yeah. it really, really beautifully and really yeah. accurately, and it my gave friend him Dahmer. Nightmares. Huh? My friend Dahmer. It's, it's a worth, lot. It's worth reading. It's yeah. really, um, it's well written. You know, Bendis wrote something called Torso. And, uh, that's a, that's a serial killery thing as well. Is it a fiction or not? Yeah, I think it's fiction. Or it might, uh, have actually, you ever read any all of All I have is, uh, that word at this point. I've lost all so uh, do, knowledge. So you read, so the trashy fiction you read, do you ever do like the airport fiction of like, like Thomas uh, Harris or don't. Dan you, Brown or that kind of stuff? Well, did Dan Brown read, or write the Da Vinci Code? Da Vinci Code. Or, like, yeah, just, I you actually, know what I mean. Like mass market paperback. Right, right. James stuff. Patterson yeah, and Stephen yeah, yeah. King. Uh, I don't, I've been trying to read the Stephen King book for about Which three one? months now. The one, uh, the 1963 one. The, the one, one about the Kennedy? time travel. Yeah. Don't read that. Read The Shining. Read The Shining. You'll finish it in two days. It's not scary. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh well, then don't see the movie ever. But okay. but, <laughs> but the but the not the novel isn't isn't. Oh, it isn't. It's a more well, of a thriller. Or? It's no. It's everything it's, I know about Boston. By the way, Spencer mm. for hire novels. Oh, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> all of them. I've read all of them. All the Spencer for hire. I'm novels. trying to think if The Shining was scary. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it was that scary. Okay. I, I don't think so. But I also don't want to be responsible for you having nightmares. So. Oh, I uh, like. I was scared by Shadow of the Vampire. That movie. I don't know that movie. Who's oh, in that? Is it sexy? Willem Dafoe. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a vampire movie. Was that before vampires were all sexy yeah. or they were yeah. still sexy? No, no, I think it was a post, uh, what's Anne Inter- Rice, but before, right. before uh, Twilight. Buffy. And, and definitely Buffy. before, uh, I, but I like Buffy. So William Dafoe was into killing you, not like being sexy and Well, well, you. it was a, it was a, it was a silent movie. It was, it was what? essentially, no, it was, it was, they were shooting you know a silent what? movie about vampires. It was, yeah, it was based on Nosferatu. Oh, it was Nosferatu. Oh, yeah, that's interesting, because on... he looks just like Nosferatu. Yeah, it was spooky. He does, but in fuck a sexy, him. I'd fuck him. I'd fuck William. Uh, I, here's, here, I, I would. I would fuck William Defoe. I would fuck William H. Macy, and I would fuck uh, William Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In um, one beautiful blonde evening. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I like it's character a... actors. Oh, yeah, they're better. They're, they're certainly more interesting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, I was very sad when Philip Seymour Hoffmore Philip Seymour Hoffman died, not just because we were robbed of like our best actor generationally, right. but also because you he wanted to tap like he that would pudgy. have been amazing in bed or terrible. Either or one, terrible. but he would not have been boring. Nope. Nope. He might have, I, I assume he would have weeded off and started doing heroin is well, what I would have. Oh imagined. yeah, that he would fall asleep. Yeah. Mean? He was just like, uh. 
But the was thing there more about, drugs the thing anywhere? about what was fascinating about him is what, like, he tapped into a humanity that we can all relate to because it's just like the part of ourselves that makes us uncomfortable. Yes. The part of ourselves that is like squidgy or itchy or sweaty or gross or just something we don't want to look at in the mirror. Like, he represented that. He was he truly lived it in Capote his skin. to some extent. And where... that too. Like, and then he could also just like play a fucking drag queen or right. like, yeah. Right. He was an amazing actor. It's, do you ever read that Michael Caine book where he talks about actors and no, but I heard that was fabulous. It's a great book, but he talks about how some of the greatest actors mm. are great because they are an empty vessel. Okay. And you just pour a script into them and then they become that person, like Tom Cruise. Right. Who can, who right. Who can is be an empty a, vessel for sure. Well, yeah, but, but he can, and he can act very well. But you mean like Peter, like them. Peter Sellers, like who are you, that kind of thing? Kind of. It's or, where, um, where it's just like. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, there's people that are amazing actors. Yes. Like De Niro. I don't yeah, think no one a, knows who he is. There's not a lot there. But he loves black women, which I love about him. So he does Bill Maher. Yeah, but love is like, you know. Well, you love. Lo- well I love the Starbucks because I paid for it. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> I opened for him one time because he always has a woman open for him, Bill Maher. He always well, has. He likes- you know what? That's that's better than many people. Good but, for him. And he does it because he needs to... Um, in my, again, speculation without any, uh, uh, the internal workings of mm-hmm. his brain box mm-hmm. is that, uh, is that he's doing it because he needs to temper the last 20 minutes of his act. Oh, right. Because really? he did an hour, he just goes. he did an hour and a half and the last 20 minutes was entirely about how, uh, no one could make him get married. Right. And you're like, who is, gonna, yeah, who, who's, you're right. who's trying to marry you? Are, you are correct. Yeah. You're an adult man who gets right. to say, I don't wish to. Well, also, kind of, yeah, exactly. What kind of masochist is like, I want to be the one for him, you know? <laughs> to marry that guy. Come on, reconsider, Bill Maher. Right. He did. But I was in the green room and he came up to the green room and I introduced myself and he goes, Nice to meet you. Anyway, and he's looking like right there, like mm-hmm. I'm a bear and mm-hmm. he can't make eye contact. And mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, are you going to need this room? So you take your dressing room? Yeah. And I was like, Uh, you mean the green room? And he goes, yeah, yeah. It's just, I need this, need this space. And I said, oh, there's a, there's a coat rack downstairs that I can hang out (laughs) at, uh, before the show. And he goes, thanks. Yeah. That's a lot. And he didn't even hear me. I mean, he wasn't like he was being mean. He's socially. He's just thoughtless. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I give people socially, not, I, mean, I, I don't want to say I give him a pass, but I will say the fact that he booked you, I am already, you know, leaps and bounds more impressed than I would have well, been. Well, I mean, he always, like, uh, almost every woman comic, mm-hmm. uh, uh, out in the, in different areas, he'll, he'll book, it's like, Good. Uh, I think Karen Rontowski opened for him and Madigan. Great. And everybody. That's great. Yeah. And just, I will say that Vice, that, that Vice show is, is like, that's doing social, is it doing social good? It is. It's cause it's like showing show? us things that we don't know. The Vice TV show that he produces, it's after his show. Have you guys seen any of it? No. It's it? not, if you're in a bad mood, do not watch an episode of it cause it will make you <laughs> feel a lot worse about the way the world is. But it does expose things that you wouldn't ordinarily know about things that are going on in third world countries and human rights violations. Oh really? Oh, so oh, it's sort of an yeah. investigative oh, journalism yeah. kind like of thing? Like hipster sitch? 60 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That's that sounds admirable. So in a way, good for in a way, good for him. But he does seem like a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, I just—he's not a guy you want to hang out with. No. But he's a guy that you like. Like there are plenty of comics that I hang out with, mm-hmm. or that I've that I've I've tolerated a great deal mm-hmm. from because they're hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get away with murder if you're funny. Right. You're right. And but if once your crazy outweighs your your hilarity, we're done. But it's also like we have the internal advantage of knowing the difference between somebody enjoying somebody's personality in quotes on stage versus Mm -hmm. 
actually wanting to spend any time with them whatsoever when they are not on stage. Right. What did Tina Fey said something along the lines of, I'm willing to watch that person on television. I'm uh-huh. not going to work with them. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I, you, someone else wants to or work with them. Or just hang out with them, like have a five minute conversation. They're like, no, I hung out with you enough when I was in the audience <laughs> and I got to watch your personality from a safe distance. Yeah. We don't need to, I don't need even no, a picture. I'm not good. at all. So what, uh, so you, you, you like the true crime. You, yes, you, I read, like, I read true you, crime stuff. Yeah. You were talking about, uh, um, other, like there were musicians that you mentioned. I'm obsessed with Alice Cooper right now. Okay. Love is he Alice still alive? Cooper. He is still alive. There's right. a documentary about him that just came out called, uh, or it was in the, it was a film festival, so it's going to be out hopefully sooner than later. It's called Super Duper Alice Cooper. I loved it. Super Duper Alice yeah, Cooper. Yeah, yeah. It's great. He's awesome. fucking fascinating. And I'm just absolutely like, that's what I'm watching on YouTube more than anything else. It's old, uh, performances of his from the early mid seventies. Okay. Yeah. Love Alice Cooper. What's now? Uh, I don't know anything. He wears makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There has to be more going on. <laughs> You'd be surprised. There's not much more going on than that. I mean, like, he's mostly a man of surface. Like, I hate to say it. He's yeah. not, yeah, he's not Bob Dylan. Like, where's not, he from? Um, well, he grew up in, he was born in Detroit and then he grew up in Arizona. He was okay. a pre- preacher's son. Oh, son wow. Was, his dad was a pastor or minister or something. Okay. Yeah. And then he was in, uh, he's, he's a musician. Yeah. He was in a band. They went to LA, like Frank Zappa discovered them. They were in like the Laurel Canyon kind of scene okay. and they got makeovers from this interesting group of gals called the girls together outrageously, which were like Pamela Debar and Miss Cynthia. And they oh, were these neat. really kind of, uh, out, you know, yeah. <laughs> out there gals and they, they put makeup on them and they put them in ice capades, uh, uniforms that they found at like a vintage store. And so it was like a group of women who essentially dressed their little brothers. Pretty up? Much, yeah, exactly. That's hilarious. Exactly what happened. And then they, um, they, uh, Frank Zappa signed them. They released one shitty album and then they kind of burned out in LA. Nobody liked them. So they said, we're going to go on the road and the first, uh, town that gives us a standing ovation, we're going to stay. And that was Detroit. And then they were in Detroit for a while and then he kind of broke out as like yeah. the lead guy and the band kind of went their separate ways and he's had a solo career and it was just all theatricality. It was all like, what can we do that hasn't been done before and very visual, you know, no one really is into Alice Cooper for the songs. I'll put it okay. that way. <laughs> right, right. It's not, but I'm the more you listen the to them, the better they are. But yeah, but it's more about watching him and like okay. the way he moves, the way he sings, the way he looks. It's just, yeah. it's, he's a, he's a, he's, he's an American treasure. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. All right. Cause he is, uh, and then there was someone else you mentioned. Uh, well, I'm a big Bette Midler fan. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love Bette Midler. I grew up with her work, uh, you know, what, again in the eighties when she had her comeback. Yeah, did you see like, her on the Oscars? I did. She looks great. She looked uh, she ridiculous. Fantastic. She looked better than me. I know it's not fair. Yeah, and she's approximately thirty-seven years older than all of us. And she looks, yeah, she looked fabulous. She looked fabulous. And sounds fabulous. Like she's never yeah. had. Um, well, the thing that's interesting about her singing voice is that. It, 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 she's, she's got incredible power, but it never seems like she's straining. Yeah. Like it almost seems too easy for her. Like she just kind of is at this place where you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe you did that. And you're not sweating. Right. So the, the, she is at her age and she sounds as good. It's like, Oh yeah, you've been protecting your voice this whole time. Right. You're ne- she, she'll give what looks like a thousand percent from someone else. But okay. for her, she just kind of like goes to sleep and does the same thing the next day. Yeah. So her like, you know, seventies performances when she'd get up there and really scream and like be kind of rock and roll, it was, um, you know, there, there was always like a self preservation to it. There was always a strength to her. Yeah. That, you know, you couldn't, 
she she and Cher are both like tough as it's like her as Cher rocks. and Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just, can't, like, you can't knock those bitches down for yeah. They are no, in for pillars. the duration. No, they're pillars. Yeah, they're yeah, pillars. It's like, and, and the great thing about forever, they will work forever. And the nice thing about those three women is like they've never had. I don't want to say they've never had vulnerability as much as they've never apologized for anything because they just never yeah. felt like they had yeah, to. That's it. it was like Cher was the first person to be like, oh yeah, I've had plastic surgery. What the fuck does that matter to you? Like, right. yeah, what oh, do you you, care? Thank you for noticing that I've slept with a lot of men. Like, yeah. I'm wearing something crazy. Do you have any questions? You know, did you want to know where I got it? Yeah. Uh, you this can't guy afford named Bob it. Mackie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, but like just that unapologetic kind of like, yeah, they're, um, they're living their lives very much on their terms, yes. which more people, I mean, they're beautiful role models. Yeah. Just I think going, so too. I'm going to do what I want to do. Absolutely. And I, and I hope always, you enjoy it. They're always the subject. They're never the object. It, yeah. There's never like the tragedies of like, you know, yeah. that you're Marilyn Monroe's and to some extent like Tina Turner and yeah, you know, but yeah. Tina Turner was very much like, you know, she, she started out in a completely different world and it's so much harder for women of color. My God, that, 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 um, uh, th- what is it? 40 feet from stardom, that documentary. Oh, right, you guys right. see that? 20 that feet? was another 20 think, feet from stardom. Yep. My God, what an education and like how tough it is for women and especially women of color. But that said, no, I, I, I love, I love those gals. I love any kind of like tough broads that, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, that it's, do something that's interesting, I should say. Yeah. And they, that's, I, I just, I like the idea that, that, that they don't, because it's, it's justification. Cause I spend a good portion of my time mm-hmm. uh, just going, wait, uh, I'm not gonna, cause whenever anybody asks me mm-hmm. what it's like to be a woman comic, mm-hmm. what it's like to be a woman. And don't you love that? Do I then you love that question. It? What a great question. What a, what a, what a great conversation that opens. Oh, Christ, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, and you're just like, well, I've never been a white man doing stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, know what's it like to be yeah, a white that man. Like? Must be nice. And, uh, I don't, the answer is it's great. <laughs> much like being a white man nobody is handing me 20s under the table yeah so yeah, it's yeah. uh there's no there's no di- i mean everybody's journey is so hard yeah, to some extent true. that you're like yeah it's what it's work it turns yeah. out to yeah. do the thing that you want to do but thank god you know you can mm-hmm. i mean we live oh we're safe here we go no, but yeah, i mean we get to do <laughs> we get to do shit yeah. No, you're so right. It's amazing. We're incredibly privileged. Yeah. We're so very, it's, very lucky. It's all working out. It's going great. Everything's going really, really well. Everything is awesome. Everything is great when you're part of a team. Okay. Who saw the Lego movie? Anyone? There we go. Just what? Perfect. That was a really abrupt pivot. <laughs> that's, where the, that's where that song is from. Lego movie? It's, yeah, it's the only oh, is that song that is from? in the Lego. Oh, I didn't really, know. Yeah. You're that not. movie made so much money. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. All right. Julie Klosner, yes. uh, we have dorked around. That's okay. what we've done. We've is dorked that true? around. That's, how, that's why I feel the way I do. That's what it is. Okay. We've, we've, we've talked about some things that you like to like to talk yes, about. Yes, yes. Do you I feel could, like you got to vent a little bit? A little bit. I could talk for so much longer, but we, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to not have microphones near our faces. Right, right. And, and, uh, and people should listen to your podcast. I wish they would. And, uh, <laughs> you should call it, I wish they would. I wish they would. It's, uh, what's the name of it again? How is your week? How is your week? Yeah. And, uh, Thank it's a good you. one. There you go. People love it. People Thank love you. it. Thank you. Um, Billy on the street, and yes. you and Billy are going to be doing yes. uh, a, a, yes. a sitcom, right? We sold that. We sold the show. We, we sold, sold the pilot. God sold the pilot. willing, from my mouth to God's ears, it will be a show one day. Right, right. Serious. So you're going to make the pilot. So we're going to make the pilot. Yeah. And what is the pilot called? It's called Difficult People. Difficult People, and it is uh, it is uh, clearly fiction because yeah. we play, <laughs> uh, I believe, best friends who only like each other. Yes, exactly. And we play yes. Billy and Julie, and we're struggling comedians in New York City who hate absolutely everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were bitter about everyone's success. <laughs> wow. Where did you yeah, come up with that? I oh, just, anyway. You know, imagine, so, I, I imagineered it. And, and you sold the pilot to which, uh, USA. Of USA. USA. Because yeah. they were like characters, you guys. The characters welcome. And, uh, well, and they, then, you know, we knew the characters were welcome and we, uh, <laughs> we were a couple characters and we came in and they were like, welcome. This, <laughs> and I genuinely, I enjoyed your book so much. Thank I, you so much. That means a lot it, to me. Yes. Yeah, so, I put, uh, I put everything get, on the, the, left everything on the page. I'll that's it. You. Why not? You're yeah. just like, well. You have, a, you have a chance to write a book. Don't phone it in. That's my advice. <laughs> Book, books last longer than, you know, web series, yep. podcasts and things. Because yep, the grid will go down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but movable type will always be out there for us. Uh, oh, you guys, uh, do you have any questions? Anybody have a question for Julie Glosser? I didn't oh. Even, oh, really? What is your name? Hi, Meredith. Do we, wanna, do we mic her or, or do we I don't know. Matter? Sure. What the heck? I'll, I'll go know. out into the Are woods. Are we going to edit this part out or? No, no I'm just I don't kidding. Know. Sure, I can. <laughs> um, hi, Julie. Hi. Congratulations. I'm oh, thank you. Mildly stalking you this weekend. Perfect. I, I went to Amy Sedaris last night. Oh, you did? wonderful. Thank yes. you. Um, I'm just wondering with the success of the TV show, probably, most likely. God willing. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're concerned about any more identity crisis from Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's changing every day. Like I got a text yesterday. Um, someone was watching him and they said that he wanted to be, he wanted to do drag and he wanted to be known as Jimberly, which was disturbing to me. <laughs> this is my cat. My cat goes through a couple of phases. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he wants to be enough. called what Josh. What kind of cat do you have? He's a tuxedo cat. At one point he wanted to be called Josh cause he wanted a bar mitzvah. He thought that sounded cool. And then he, Josh. and then I don't know how, but he, he watched an episode of that show sons of anarchy and he thought it would be cool to be called Jax. <laughs> Same as Jimmy. And then Is it's he like, 13? Yes. That's why he wanted a bar mitzvah. He's constantly 13. He's, oh. he's like a very, he's an adolescent. He acts like a little boy, but he also thinks he's a man. All right. Yeah. But thank child. you for asking. That was oh. a really stupid question, which I appreciate. <laughs> very much. Does anybody else want to bring it up? Anybody got anything? We're Questions, all good? Oh, you got one? Blue. Do I need, need a, do I need an extra? Walk-ons. Always, right, right. always. I always it's, need an extra to walk. Uh, all right. Yes. That woman networking in. now. Good yeah, for let you. Let the networking now. commence. Good I came for to the you. Women in Comedy Festival to do some networking and kick <laughs> some ass, and I'm all out of networking. You. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much thank for doing for the show, me. you guys. Thank you so much for supporting uh, a live dork for us. Take care of yourselves out there. Good night. <laughs> My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?